It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com, our website, podcast, always free. And joining us here in studio in New York is Dana Perino, co-anchor of America's Newsroom, also co-host of The Five, which she'll be running off to do in a matter of mere minutes. Best-selling author, all the things. Dana, it's great to see you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. I just briefly, before this segment, played some sound of Secretary Pete Buttigieg finally in East Palestine, Ohio, reacting to the derailment of this train that happened almost three weeks ago. And it just strikes me as nothing but reactive politics from this administration from the top down when it comes to this disaster. And I get some people are criticizing for political reasons, and you can point to this hypocrisy or that hypocrisy, but it just feels like they have handled this very poorly. It's interesting. I was just thinking back as you were talking uh, I know you're younger than me, but do you remember the Johnson & Johnson cyanide disaster? No. Okay, Not so really. in the 80s, um, all of a sudden, some people were dying after they'd taken Tylenol. I was like, what in the world's going on? And it turns out that some criminal had been putting cyanide pills in the Tylenol bottles. I'm fascinated you don't know this story. I, I, it's, you're ringing, so, it's ringing you're a so bell interested. now. So, so the public relations response to that crisis is considered the gold standard for crisis communications. And Harold Burson of Burson Marsteller, he was the he's he just recently died about a year ago uh, in his late 90s. Uh, he was the PR person that guided Johnson and Johnson through that. And what was the answer? Well, it was be transparent as possible, do the right thing. And what did they do? They pulled all the Tylenol off the shelves all across America until they could figure out what was going wrong. And and to this day, I don't, I don't believe they ever caught uh, whoever was putting the cyanide in, in the bottles. I think three people died. And the reason I bring that up is that any communicator, maybe he's, maybe he's too young and he doesn't know this story, but that is just the gold standard. You do the, the right thing immediately and you deal with the politics of it later. Because good policy is good politics. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting to me is that he's vaunted as this great new democratic leader, right? He's the new it guy. And his instincts are so bad. So the administration, if you call the White House and you say, we'd love to have a guest on health and human services issue tomorrow, they'll say, great, we'll send Pete Buttigieg to you. And the, he was their go-to person for every single thing. Georgia voting rights. Remember when that law was passed and the entire administration fanned out. And they had a full court press to make sure that everybody knew that that was Jim Crow 2.0, even though it was not. Yeah, it was a lie. So you, when they want to respond quickly and aggressively and thoroughly, they can and they do. And on this one, his instincts did not tell him, I need to get there. Not even just for political reasons, because it's the right thing to do. And now it's three weeks to the day tomorrow. It looks like he got pushed into it. He of course seems he did. rattled on the... Out in public. Yes. They pushed away the press yesterday. And if you're going to go this late, you just go and you take all your lumps. Okay? 
because you he already said I wish I had it, you know maybe gone sooner like he's kind of mealy mouthed about it but if you're gonna go you just go and you take your lumps because now the story is you came and you're mad that you have to be here that's how it looks yep and he's got you know the hard hat and he's walking around and doing the tour this is almost three weeks later it just feels like it was all politics the whole time mm-hmm. and the proof of that is the response if you want to call it that on substance is they're blaming Republicans and saying, oh, well, Trump did this, and, and we can get into the weeds. The blame shifting also is factually wrong. Right. But that's what they're attempting. It's the Republicans' fault. It's Trump's fault. Uh, you know, Pete saying, well, it's Republicans wanted to deregulate and all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's just sort of flailing. They ignored it for 10 days completely, or Pete did, for 10 days now, totally. this is a rare situation in which a natural disaster, not excuse me, not natural disaster, a man-made disaster is getting more coverage three weeks after the original event than it did originally. Now, go back to 2005, August 28th, 29th, 2005. It's Hurricane Katrina. We know now because President Bush wrote a book and he walked through with everybody the decisions that he made during Hurricane Katrina and why he made them. And a lot of that blame, and even Oprah said this, had to do with the local and state leadership, the mayor, Mayor Nagin, Mm -hmm. and the governor, Kathleen Blanco. But imagine if President Bush, in the middle of everybody reeling from this horrible natural disaster that then led to flooding when the levees failed, had said, well, too bad they didn't listen to me. I told him that they should evacuate, and they did it. The Democrats Democrats did this, especially if he was factually wrong. They would have been all over him twice over. We had... Every right in the world to point out the facts. But you know who told us not to do that? George W. Bush himself. Hmm. And when those two, Nagan and Blanco, when we get Air Force One there, Nagan and Blanco are fighting. They're fighting. They will not accept federal help because they don't want to look weak. Okay? So they're fighting on the plane. And the president is there with them. He says, look, I'll take all the blame just let me let the National Guard, let me let the federal response happen here. And that's how that all ended up. That's the exact opposite of what you have here. Mm. They waited and waited. They waited till the press looked like they're pushing them into it. They waited until President Trump went. Now, if I thought today that they got there and said, okay, now we're here to do the right thing, it would be one thing. Now, James Freeman of the Wall Street Journal wrote an interesting piece yesterday, and he had some good things to say about the instincts of Michael Reagan. Now, he's Biden's person at the EPA. He's not in charge of the federal response. He's in charge now of the cleanup that that has been changed. But he was willing to go, but the White House didn't give him the go-ahead because Pete was supposed to be the one in charge. And how'd that go? I mean, 20 days later, constantly playing catch-up, constantly playing politics on this. You wonder... Was this the type of community that they're less invested in politically, so it took so long? I can understand the criticisms flowing. National Review has a really good, in-depth, thorough piece about all of the changes and proposals and solutions that Buttigieg is now putting forward and how it's just a rehash of previous progressive stuff that has nothing to do with the crash itself, wouldn't have prevented. Oh, I haven't seen it's, that It's yet. really good. I strongly okay. recommend it. And it, and it's granular in detail. Uh-huh. It's not just, you know, a They're few. They're doing some good stuff over at National Review. I, I agree. And this piece, I'm uh-huh. linking to it tomorrow. Who wrote that? I, I'll get you okay. the byline in the commercial break. I'm writing uh-huh. about it and linking to it tomorrow at okay. townhall.com as well okay. if you want to see it, Dana. I will. The other thing is, since you mentioned Trump, 
I am often critical of Trump on this show. I've made it very clear I don't want him to be the Republican nominee for president in 2024. You know, I, I have been very transparent on that. However, I'm also, I like to think of myself as an intellectually honest person, and I like yeah. to call them as I see them. Trump going to East Palestine, meeting with affected community members the way that he did, buying Mickey D's for the first responders, all of it is a very good look for him. I think it's politically very smart. And I cannot get over, I know this is politics and not substance, I cannot get over that the Biden administration was so incompetent that they allowed their malpractice to let Trump beat them yeah. to East Palestine. Because he didn't go immediately. He was just there, what, a couple days ago? He was there yesterday. They Was it yesterday? Yeah. They let him and, beat them to that scene yeah. after and, almost three weeks. And that's what, you know, when I said about uh, the Democrats try to say that Mayor Pete is their new it guy um, as a leader, but his instincts are so bad. President Trump's instincts from the time, even before he was president, right, he has good instincts for what people want to hear, what people need to feel, and he has great timing. Not just comedic timing. He does have that. Of course, we know that. He has good timing. And he is the one who could, like, if he had gone to East Palestine the day after, now I would have said, now, you don't want to take away from the response, right. and that's too much. Right. Is he he making, didn't. Yeah. He went two and a half weeks later, yep. and his instincts were excellent on that. Yep. I would say some of his, uh, some of his instincts are bad yes, on a of number course, of things. Of course. But, but he, you're right. He has a certain spidey sense about certain things. And the fact that they didn't close this avenue off to him and beat him to the punch is just right. astonishing to me. So, I, you know, I, I actually understand why Biden went to Ukraine on Monday because he was heading to Poland. I'm fine with him going and to I Ukraine. Think that, and I think that, like, timing-wise made sense. But I also don't understand a White House who is getting ready for a re-election that is so off their game and not on a war footing that they didn't realize that he needed to go to East Palestine first. Not that he needed to, that he should have gone. And let me back up again. What are the president's instincts? His instincts didn't tell him to go. His instincts didn't tell him, I got to send Mayor Pete immediately, or I got to get call a cabinet meeting. Imagine if he had called a cabinet meeting on Saturday morning. I want everybody in my office, 8.30 a.m. We're going to meet, and I want to know from HUD, the Housing and Urban Development, mm -hmm. HHS, Health and Human Services, EPA. SBA, Small Business Administration. I want to know what the Department of Commerce. I want to know what each of you has as an idea to bring forward to this problem and i want answers by noon we were like damn all right but he, he didn't, didn't do any of he that. didn't do any of that bad bad instincts from him bad instincts from pete fortunately they have a secret weapon with excellent instincts in the vice president uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i will say this and it's the last point since you mentioned ukraine I am glad President Biden went to ukraine i'm glad we're supporting the ukrainians against the russians i've made no bones about that but the juxtaposition yeah. of not going to Ohio yeah. and going over there, you can look at that series of decisions and say, that doesn't look great. Even if I support half of it, which exactly. I do. Exactly. I agree. 100%. Dana Perino, I mean, you've got to run. You've got hey, a It's show not to like host. Mayor Pete was stuck in an elevator for ah, the entire time. Ah, he might as well have been. That's a good preview of my stuck in an elevator story from earlier today. We'll get to that later in the home stretch. Run off and do Thanks the five. We'll be watching. Okay. Dana Perino, always good to see you. And with that, let's take a quick break.
We will return with much more of The Guy Benson Show, including, yes, that elevator story. It's all coming up. Stay with us. That was this week's edition of The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.